as far north as Marauder's Arch, as far south as Booty Isle, as far east as Ruby's Fall, and as far west as Mermaid's Hideaway, Pirate Talk Radio proudly presents the most in-your-face Sea of Thieves podcast on the waves, and now broadcasting from his mother's basement, the biggest idiot to ever pick up a cutlass, your host, Davram! Welcome back, guys, to episode 85 of Pirate Talk Radio. I hope everyone is doing well. Renaissance Fair is here and in just amazing weather fashion. It's been a great uh, past couple weekends uh, spending time at the fair. I I posted a, a, a Twitter tweet about streams as... We haven't been streaming as much as uh, normal, and that's just because I've been taking some time with the stress of work and everything, and just taking some time to go to the Renaissance Fair. It's something I enjoy doing every single year, uh, and that goes through the end of October. Um, this upcoming weekend, I'll be there all weekend. Last weekend, I was there for um, just uh, just a day, um, but uh, it was still a great time, had, had an absolute fantastic time. So... I'm looking forward to uh, spending the rest of October uh, enjoying some more uh, visits to the Renaissance Fair. That's not to say that uh, some some weekend streams aren't going to happen. Um, They're definitely going to continue to happen, um, but uh, some will not just so I can go out and enjoy that. And then we'll get back into it uh, as soon as Renaissance Fair is over. Uh, Another personal news that also involves each and every one of you, I want to thank everyone who has made some sort of donation to uh, the community's Extra Life page uh, through the links in the show notes that are there every single uh, every single episode, or those who have came by the live stream and dropped support there. Um, but we have exceeded this community's uh, yearly goal, which is $5,000 to Extra Life, which goes to support Children Miracle Network hospitals and helping children pay for their health care. So thank you very much, each and every one of you who dropped any amount of money from whatever chains you had, if you were at a convention, to a Twitch Prime sub, to a regular sub, to Bits, to actually uh, donating on the page um, for for whatever uh, choice you make. Thank you very much for hitting that goal absolutely amazing uh that this community has come together yet again to do five thousand dollars to the charity the charity will be open um and going through the rest of uh the year till december 31st um though i won't be doing the 24-hour marathon um on the game day i'm going to be uh supporting my team on that day um so that they can enjoy 24 hours of gaming and raising money But we will be doing some extended streams in November, um, including one with a uh, uh, Steam gift card, a $25 Steam gift card um, will be coming up in November. So make sure if you're not already following the Twitch channel, go over to Davram or twitch.tv slash Davram. Make sure you drop a follow, tune into the streams, and there will be a chance in November, um, a longer stream that you can enter to win a $25 Steam gift card. And what I will tell you is the more you watch now, 
the more uh, tickets you will be able to get for that raffle. So those folks that uh, are watching on a consistent basis, um, they are gaining tickets right now. Folks who sub gain tickets, uh, folks who drop bits game tickets, um, and everyone will be able to use those tickets that they're generating uh, just by lurking or supporting um, in order to try to get that $25 Steam gift card. So please do come check that out. But again, thank you very much for the money that you've generated for charity. It's absolutely outstanding. And um, as I normally do, if we do $5,000, I add another tattoo somewhere. And uh, this particular year's tattoo is going to be a Sea and Thieves inspired tattoo um, because the community around Pirate Talk Radio and my streams has been absolutely fantastic. So I have an idea of what that particular tattoo is going to look like. I have to find someone who can draw it up. Um, but it should be pretty cool, and uh, we'll probably be getting that done uh, early next year. So let's get into it. We've got a lot of things to talk about, a lot of cool stuff going on right now in Sea of Thieves. But first, as always, I want to spend a moment and thank the patrons. Um, their support helps me put on this uh, broadcast, helps me do content. So without further ado, thank you very much for Skamelt666, Lane and Regis Stella. Thank you very much for your continued support of my content um, and enjoying that. Remember, if you would like to support the content financially, you can go over to patreon.com slash TV. You get a private feed of this, which includes zero adverts. So if you want to listen to this uh, uh, for for zero adverts, uh, you, you get that as a patron, you get your name read off. Um, you can get a personalized holiday card at a certain tier merch at a certain tier one-on-one -on -one conversation and episode design with myself. Uh, of course the $1 for no adverts is, is obviously really nice. I know some people like that. Um, but yeah, you get the episode early. It could be um, anywhere between a half a day and a couple days early. So um, there you go. Uh, you get all that fun stuff. And if you link your Patreon with Discord, you also get a custom um, name tag in the Discord itself. And you will be um, able to talk to other patrons in your own private chat there. So thank you very much again to the patrons. And uh, if anyone else wants to take a look at the Patreon and get no adverts, no adverts. You can go over to patreon.com slash Davram TV. Okay. So last episode, um, I issued a call out, uh, for folks to go over to the YouTube and we got a couple new subscribers of the YouTube. So thank you very much to those folks. And I asked folks to put in their pirate milestone. As you all know, I'm not doing anything with ship milestones until they make it. So my, um, ledger is not free, uh, whenever I log out. So until they fix that. In my opinion, it's a fix. For them, it might not be a fix. It may be working as intended. But until it, it, it feels better to me and honoring a actual pirate log, I'm not going to be leveling my, my ship. So I was curious where people stood with their pirate milestones. And for those of you who put your pirate milestone on uh, the YouTube comments, thank you very much. For all the rest of you, shame on you. You didn't listen. You didn't listen. You didn't follow instructions. You didn't go over and subby and likey and ring the belly thing. You didn't do it. You didn't leave a comment. <sighs> what am I going to do with you? What am I going to, I'm just going to, I'm going to bundle you up. And I'm going to throw you to the sunken kingdom. That's where you're going to live. Now you're going to live down with the siren queen and the sunken kingdom. 
with all the stools that I throw into the water to let sink and also the comfy mattress of a sloop. But Michael, Michael dropped a YouTube comment that kind of blew my mind, if I'm going to be completely honest. Michael's pirate milestone is... 1743. Yes, that is four digits. 1743 is Michael's pirate milestone right now. That is insane. And I quote from Michael, I think I might have a little bit of a problem. Michael, that's not a little bit of a problem. I'm concerned about your vitamin D. Uh, I'm concerned about how much sunlight you're getting. Um, I'm concerned that you're not staying hydrated. Um, I, I'm quite concerned here at 1,743 Pirate Meyerstone. Like, I'm, I'm just kind of concerned at that number. That is a lot of playtime. That is a lot of dedication. Um, props to you and and clap-a-clap-a for you. But holy shit, dude. Um, log off. It's okay. The seas aren't going to go anywhere. Go outside. There's a world out there. I promise it's, it's not too painful um, in the sun. Um, I have a little sun. If you're watching the YouTube, just a little bit, I'll have more this weekend, but vitamin D is important. Okay. You don't get that from the sun and sea of thieves. Okay. It doesn't follow normal physics. It doesn't follow normal, you know, astrological science. Okay. But you don't get the proper nutrients. Okay. Just you, it's a problem. Yes. You have a problem. Um, holy shit. 1,743. And it's probably higher than that now. Michael left that comment last week. It's probably like 2,000 now. Michael, go outside. Put the controller down and go outside. Jesus. In the news, uh, Twitch drops are going to be returning again. Um, Eastern Winds Sapphire Weapons. Uh, so we got the equipment set on the last set of trip Twitch drops. Now we're going to get the weapons. The weapons look very sleek, very nice. Uh, black and gold um, looking very fancy. That'll be during October 14th through the 18th. One hour watching a partnered Sea of Thieves streamer. Um, just get in there. Uh, watch your hour per drop. So you've got the flintlock, the sword. You've got the eye of reach and the blunderbuss. So that's four total hours that you have to claim before you unlock the next one. But you can do it all in a single day if you're keeping up on it. Uh, usually what I do is I'm lurking in streams all the time. And I've got Twitch on my my phone, and and I just pull up the Twitch real quick. I'm not watching it on my phone, but and I just hit the claim button, and it goes on to the next one, or the next one, or the next one. So that's how I kind of do it. But again, make sure you go to um, uh, Twitch's website, and you go to Sea of Thieves' website, and make sure your accounts are linked. The proper Xbox account is linked with your primary Twitch account. Um, and then watch for an hour per drop, claiming in between, between October 14th and 18th, and make sure you get these very nice reskins uh you know how i feel about reskins i know a lot of people like some of the stuff and when they reskin them it, it better fits their pirate um i i like new fresh stuff not so much reskins um but these do look really good i do have to say that uh, they do look really good. Speaking of cool looking cosmetics, the new Emporium cosmetics, the bleak heart banshee set, there is a costume, a ship, a weapon set and a tankard. 
This color combination is not a color combination that Sea of Thieves has a lot of. It is white and gold. Um, and obviously you've got the um, the Athena uh, Emissary Ledger rewards that were white and gold. Um, so you've got some more stuff now to play with on your ship if you are a fan of white and gold stuff. The costume reminds me a lot of uh, kind of a Sea of Thieves take of the um, when... Um, in, in pirates of the Caribbean, when, uh, what's her name? Uh, I don't remember her name, the gal, um, Elizabeth, when she sneaks on as a boy onto the ship and she makes the wedding dress fly. That is what this representation. Now it's got arms. It's got the skeletal face structure, but it clearly to me looks like a wedding dress. And it's a really cool representation of that female Banshee style figure that would haunt ships or what the, the, the sailors believed if a woman was on board, the ship would be haunted. Um, really cool. It has a custom emote, um, and everything like that with it. So really cool, uh, costume there. If you're into that, the ship set, like I said, gold and white looks really good. Uh, they did the the candles on the capstan again, which looks really nice. I love the figurehead. It's a gold skeleton. Looks really nice. The sails look really nice. They're simple. They're white with the, some nice uh, gold filigree on them. Look really great. The weapons look pretty cool as well. Not my my biggest uh, favorite in the design, but they're pretty nice. They're pretty cool. And the tankert looks really badass. The tankert reminds me of um, like a, a crystal kind of teacup goblet type thing looks really cool. Um, I will call out though, that this is the first time that we've seen a new cutlass skin aside from, we've seen this traditional curved cutlass, um, and some modifications to that. We saw the sickle or the scythe, um, style, uh, cutlass. Um, when we, when we saw some of the order of soul stuff, we kind of got this weird makeshift, um, axe looking thing with the merit cutlass. Now we have a Chris, um, which is a, a really cool weapon. It's the crookedy, uh, sword, um, with, and it has a crystal handle. It reminds me a lot of, uh, there's a Disney movie and I, Prince of Persia has the Chris dagger with the crystal handle that he could open and the sands of time would, would change time. Reminds me a lot of that only in sword version. So, um, really cool design there for the specifically the sword. Um, but another well-designed ship set costume, um, um, weapon set from the developers, uh, the design team, the artist team, great use of color, great use of like filigree and stuff like that looks absolutely fantastic. Um, again, not something that necessarily my pirate would use, but I can definitely see myself using some of the ship set parts. Um, so I think I will probably be using some of the ship set parts and, 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 and maybe my brigantine. But absolutely fantastic design uh, job on those on those items. So I hope people out there enjoyed them and are using them. Um, so yeah, moving on from cosmetics, also in the Emporium right now is a really cool free emote. Remember, every time the Emporium is refreshed, there is a free emote for you to claim. And this emote's pretty cool. It's the Skull Crusher emote. You pull out a skull and you just crush it into dust in your hand. Really cool emote, I think. Uh, and of course, it's free. So make sure you get in there and you claim it from the Emporium. Also in the news... We've been asking for years, where is Stitcher Jim? We now know where Stitcher Jim is, or we're going to find out where Stitcher Jim is. <clears throat> the title and the 
um, art splash screen of the new adventure has been released. And that adventure should be out within what I think a week. Um, and the adventure is called the Herald of fire and, um, it's Stitcher Jim. Stitcher Jim is right there in the actual, uh, uh, artistic, uh, thing that they put out there. The trailer launches on October 10th. So keep your eyes on the sea of thieves, Twitter and sea of thieves, YouTube. So you can see what's going on with Stitcher Jim and get a behind the scenes look maybe at what we might be doing, um, in this next adventure. I hope the trailer kind of gives us a little bit more knowledge of what we're doing than the last trailer, but the trailers from sea of thieves have been absolutely outstanding with this adventure stuff. So either way, regardless if it tells us what we're doing or what we're not doing, it's going to be a great trailer to watch. Always, always really good character design and, and voiceovers. But we haven't seen Stitcher Jim since Heart of Fire um, when he was burned by the chest of rage in the Heart of Fire next to Flameheart's ship. Um, kind of we all viewed it as he was betrayed by Flameheart. But in the um, in the splash uh, picture of Herald of Fire, we see that Stitcher Jim is, in fact, cursed. He is ashen cursed. He has the full ashen curse on with the fire scars on his face, the glowing chest. So clearly some of the power of the chest of rage uh, imbued him. And now he's got the ashen curse going on. And we also saw if you've done Heart of Fire, um, you can also see that uh wanda uh you know previously the the mass stranger um was tending to stitcher jim once he gets away from the chest of rage and runs away um way off in the top you can the, the she starts to tend to him so my question is will stitcher jim still be brainwashed and loyal to flameheart or will he view that chest of rage and the broken promises as uh, you know, he's going to now turn his back on Flameheart, uh, potentially join the Dark Brethren with the Dark Brethren just being, you know, real close in adventures not too long ago. Um, <clears throat> we might see the start of the conversion to Stitcher Jim to the Dark Brethren. I don't necessarily believe we're going to see the Dark Brethren again this early. I think we might see them later on and in a few more adventures later on when we start to wrap up this Flameheart story. <clears throat> but for now, Stitcher Jim is going to be coming back in. And the question is, where does his loyalty lie? <clears throat> and what is he going to be doing? Uh, maybe the whole Ashen curse thing is kind of a symbolization that, you know, Flameheart's control over him is still there. He's still a loyal servant. Uh, maybe he didn't become the Ashen Lord that he was promised to become, but uh, maybe the power of that Ashen curse and things like that is enough for him to stay loyal to Flameheart. I don't know. We'll see. He was also obviously very important back in the days of the Heart of Fire. Um, how will he now react that Flameheart Jr. has been revealed as kind of his, you know, Flameheart Sr.'s right-hand man? How is that going to make Stitcher Jim feel? And are we going to get a Stitcher Jim versus Flameheart Jr. kind of fight thing going on? There's a lot of potential here. I didn't anticipate them introducing Stitcher Jim back into the story this soon. I thought maybe by the end of the year we might hear a little bit from stitcher jim but here it comes and it's here and it's going to be spicy i have a feeling that this adventure is going to give us a lot of information on what has been 
been uh, up with Stitcher Jim? Where has he been? What is his mind at right now at this point after staring into the abyss for so long and now being cursed with the ashen uh, curse from the chest of rage? What is the state of mind of Stitcher Jim? And where are we going to go now with Stitcher Jim, Flameheart, Flameheart Jr.? Where is this all going to go? It's completely open here. Um, you know, the last adventure, it, it is what it is. You know, we, we freed the warrior... Um, from the sunken kingdom. Um, hopefully that'll be a nice payoff later and we'll see what that payoff's going to be. Um, but now we've got Stitcher Jim and we've got to deal with him. Uh, and I think we'll see a little bit more from Flameheart in this next adventure um, as we lead back into that story from the Dark Brethren and getting back on track with the Flameheart story as we move closer and closer to the end of that story arc, which again, was promised that the end of the Flameheart story arc would be at the end of 2022. Whether that is still the timeline they have, I don't know. They haven't released anything new to tell me it is different. Um, but that is the the that is the uh, roadmap that we've gotten um, so far, and that's what I'm going to hold them to until I hear them um, update that. I would hate to see the Flameheart storyline just come to a, a crashing end. That's not really a Sea of Thieves thing. I think whatever happens at the end of this Flameheart storyline, the Flameheart name and, 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 and legacy on the Sea of Thieves will continue to impact the storyline, either through maybe Stitcher Jim, through the Ashen Lords, through um, Flameheart Jr. Even if we vanquish Flameheart Sr., I have a feeling that the story of the Flameheart family and their overarching control of the Sea of Thieves, I believe it will continue. So all you Flameheart fans like myself out there, don't think that when this Flameheart story comes to an end, that that is done. Right. The gold hoarder had his story. The gold hoarder story came to an end just to be brought back in a pirate's life and now play a critical role in the Dark Brethren's ability to come to and from uh, the Sea of Thieves and the Sea of the Dam through the Veilstone. So um, nothing in Sea of Thieves is ever final. Nothing in Sea of Thieves is ever the end for any sort of character. There's always a chance um, that they will reemerge at some point and affect the story in some way. So I'm excited about Herald of Fire. I'm more excited about Herald of Fire now that I see we get to learn a bit more about Stitcher Jim since Heart of Fire. I'm extremely excited to see where this adventure is going to go. I hope... Though I enjoyed, as I talked about, the last adventure on a lore side, I didn't like the overall feel of the the story i didn't feel like the adventure had a very good payoff it didn't have a very good hype it didn't have a very good ending the lore in the middle was really cool so i i hope we get a little bit more uh meat and potatoes and and a really good adventure this time i know they're capable of it we've seen them being capable of it in the past um and now that we're bringing this character back i hope that rare is going to really give us something cool and really give us something awesome um with the reintroduction of stitcher jim Something else that I learned the hard way uh, this week. I've played on the Steam version of uh, Sea of Thieves since Steam came out. Um, since Sea of Thieves came out on Steam. I did not have the, the, the privilege of buying Sea of Thieves when it very first released. And I thought, well, I keep most of my games in Steam. Um, and so... I want to be able to, as I said, I buy a lot of stuff from the Emporium, just about everything. 
you know, I do have Game Pass, but I also um, take the time to to make purchases. This isn't for everyone, obviously. I have the ability to do so. I make purchases through Steam um, a lot to support Sea of Thieves. And because I have Game Pass, sometimes things have a discount on the Xbox store. So I thought, you know, since I got to Renown 100, it was time for me to cash in. And even though I hate the cosmetics for this season, uh, to purchase the season. So I went into the Xbox store with the discount, bought the season pass, bought the Mandrake um, weapon set, even though those things look God awful, um, just to, again, support and collect, but support rare and, and, and the making sure that they can continue to have funding coming in uh, for development, do my little part in that. And almost a month went by and my season pass still didn't come through. My Mandrake weapons and ancient coins from that bundle didn't come through. And I was, what the hell? What the hell? Back when Steam first came out, I made purchases on the Xbox store a lot. And they always came through. So I opened a support ticket and I came to find out, and this might be knowledge that many of you don't know. This is, again, me learning the hard way. If you make a purchase... On the Xbox store, it will not sync to your account until you log into the Xbox version of Sea of Thieves. That was not the case back in the day. That was not the case back in the day because when it first came out on Steam, I would play it on Steam and I would make purchases via Xbox because the system in the Xbox store was well established and, and worked really well. And the, the system in steam was still getting the store page was still getting set up and things like that. So I was still making purchases on the Xbox store, but playing on the steam client and the things would sync back and forth. Now it seems, I don't know if this uh, change happened. I don't remember seeing it in the patch notes, but now, if you make a purchase on the Xbox, and I assume it will work, it works the other way just the same. If you make a purchase on Steam, it's not going to sync in until you play on that particular client the next time, and then it'll sync. So here's me looking like a dumbass, open a, a support ticket and saying, hey, my shit hasn't synced in. And they're like, oh, yeah, because you bought it on Xbox, but you play on Steam. It's, it's the same game. It should sync. It should it should sync. Okay, I, I, I have to log in via my Xbox account through Steam. It should freaking sync. Why it doesn't make zero sense to me. Makes zero sense to me. Yes, it's the Xbox store. Yes, it's the Steam store. But in order to play on Steam, you still have to log into your Microsoft account. You still have to do it. Because the, the ability to invite friends and stuff, yeah, it's in Steam, but everything is still driven off the Xbox account. So the fact that your purchases don't sync back and forth unless you log into that version makes zero, just absolute zero sense to me. But again, I play on Game Pass. So here I am this morning turning on my Xbox for the first time in two years. You know how many gigs of updates I had to run before I even got to the game? How many gigs of updates I had to run? Once those updates got done, I had to do a 68 or 69 gig Sea of Thieves update. Cause that's, you know, Sea of Thieves, you get the big, I'm just sitting here like, are you kidding me? Like, I'm pretty sure if I scroll down on the patch notes, 
Um, the Xbox version, yeah, is well, it's the the updates are sixty sixty nine gigs was the Sea of Thieves thing that I had to download. Sixty nine gigs, like holy crap, it was a lot. But I got logged in. It takes forever. Like this is the thing. I know some people out there only have Xbox, and for you folks, I'm sorry, but me. I open up Sea of Thieves on my computer. I hit play. I'm in the game within 30 seconds. And then I can launch my ship. I'm I'm from desktop to on the seas prob- with, within a minute. I could probably time it, but it's within a minute. The damn game on the Xbox didn't even launch for like five minutes. I hit the button and it sat on the Sea of Thieves season seven screen for, I swear, five minutes. And then once it got there, all the stuff on the thing wasn't loading. Like I, I saw what's new and there was a blank box. I saw Pirate Aporium, blank box. I saw play, blank box, and my pirate's not there. So I'm trying to navigate around basically blind on this. I eventually get into the game and the black screen with the little spinny spin and the, the splashes that come up that like load your game. I'm telling you, from the loading page into the game was at least another two to three minutes. So from... Launching from the Xbox main page into the game was five minutes. Launching from the main page into the actual seas where I was in the tavern was probably another, you know, three to five minutes. Like how I look, I get it. If you prefer Xbox, I understand. If that is the only console you got, I got it. I'm glad that you're enjoying Sea of Thieves. But how can people be okay with with something that I I can't click play and I'm inside the game playing within a minute? Holy crap. That would drive me insane. Another reason I don't play on consoles. That would drive me nuts. How do you folks do it? Not to mention, once I get in the game and I go over to the Pirate Emporium to make sure everything's synced in, I looked like a freaking drunk monkey child trying to navigate from the tavern to the pirate uh, emporium on dagger tooth because trying to move yourself. This thing moves your body. This thing moves your face. Then you got to find the button to make you run fast. I'm like, how I'm sitting here in front of my TV in my, I'm just with my tongue out going like, how do you get this? Got to move this up too far. Oh, now I'm looking down. Oh, oh, no, moving the wrong way. Oh, can't get on the stairs. I don't know how people do it. I honestly have no idea how people do it. it. It blows my mind. Not the load time was ridiculous. The load time to get actually into and playing the game was asinine. I don't know why it took that long. Like I don't have the newest Xbox, but I have the last gen Xbox. I don't know why it took that long to get into the game. Like maybe it's because of the first time I've booted it up for a while. Potentially that's it. But holy, it was like 10 minutes from the time I hit play to the time I was actually in the tavern. That was insane. And then once you get in the tavern, like me trying to get to the pirate emporium, like I said, drunk monkey child walking. Like if there was someone else there watching me walk, they wouldn't have even attacked me because they're like, they would just be like, this is just sad to watch this person try to move. Like, my my character's head is going like this probably because, like, 
I, like just wildly flailing about like a child that has a too big of a head and it can't control it yet because its neck strength isn't there, right? When they're like newborns, like my head's probably bobbling around like a bobblehead on a car. And then me trying to walk, like it took me, it took me at least like, I almost got to the Emporium without figuring out how to run. I almost got from the end to the Emporium in Daggertooth without knowing how to run. I figured out how to jump. And then I've got the Elite Controller, so it's got the four buttons underneath, and I'm sitting here trying to hit those buttons to run. And, like, those buttons are like, oh, the sword comes out. Oh, the sword goes away. Oh, the sword comes out. Oh, the sword switched to the sniper rifle. I'm like, what? what is this? And then two of them don't do anything, and I'm just... I'm a mess when it comes to console. This is why I don't play on console. One, load times. Two, how do you even figure out? How to, like, if I was in a PvP battle, it would t- I would be sunk before I figured out how to walk from the helm to the barrel to get cannonballs. I would be sunk in that amount of time. Holy shit. So that's my Xbox experience. But just so you all know, I now have my plunder pass. And my vagina plant uh, weapons. So we're all good there. The, the the thing synced through. The support team was correct. It all did the sinky sink once I logged on with my Xbox. But holy God. That, oh man. I have more respect now for console players because that was something else. So Sea of Thieves just recently released patch 2.6.2, and it's kind of been determined by a lot of folks as called the stability patch. I don't believe it has an official name on the the Sea of Thieves uh, website. It does not have an official name. Um, I don't think their their patches really do unless they're like season patches. But this one has been called the stability patch. And after I've ran through it, I understand why. They fixed a lot of small bugs, big bugs. They, they, they were targeting a lot of bugs um, and, and outstanding issues, which is good. I said way back in the day when they move, moved to this new model of updating that at least one in every three updates should be dedicated to bug fixes, if not two of every three, because Sea of Thieves is a buggy-ass game. So I, I think that's that's how it is. And before I did this episode, I wanted to be able to dive into the actual game and be able to speak to my experience playing on the patch. There's a lot of times that people talk about the patch and they read the patch notes, but they have done that before they actually get into the game and test things out. I like to get in the game and test things out so I can then look at the patch notes and say if that is a good change, a bad change, if it actually fixed it, or if it caused new problems. So things I experienced before we go into the patch notes, things that I have experienced that are issues that have been reintroduced or introduced with patch 2.6.2, the stability patch. One bucket reg is back. Yes, the all loving, beautiful, amazing, everyone wants to punch themselves in the groin bucket reg. So I have experienced this on numerous occasions on different size ships um, when, when I've been playing with some friends um, where you basically bucket water. It takes the water out of your ship. You go to the top thing. You throw the bucket. You see the water go off the side and go sploosh in the water. You run back down to get another bucket and you use the bucket to scoop again and you throw water into your bucket or into the ship. 
Because even though you saw the animation, you saw the water leave, by the it's it didn't actually work. And I actually got to the point where when I was playing on um, a ship with uh, Logan um, on our Saturday two two podcasts uh, one boat um, two podcasts one boat stream, I actually went down. Once I realized Bucket Rig was back, I was very cautious and made sure I looked at my bucket to make sure it was empty before I, I left the top deck. We were on a galleon. I bucketed, and I threw it over to the side, and I threw it over to the side, and I threw it over the side. It took four times throwing a full bucket over the side before the bucket was actually emptied. So the lovely Bucket Rig is back. Now, it wasn't happening all the time, um, but it, it, it's definitely something that's happening. So even though if you're, you're you know, you're deep in concentration of a battle, pay attention to what the bucket actually looks like. Make sure you've cleared the water out of the bucket. Even though you've tossed it, make sure the bucket is actually cleared before you go back down or you could be in bad time. Harpoons still broken. Moving on. Um, after server merges. Now I was curious why this was happening because I did not notice this until after a server merge on my sales and tails, um, uh, tall tale series with Zorvia on Monday, but after a server merge, weird things start happening. And I noticed in the patch notes, they did a lot of changes, um, to code after a server merge. So I think they broke some stuff. In fact, I know they broke some stuff. So one thing that I experienced after a server merge, you're unable to pull anything out. Equipment, weapons, food, anything. You will pull it out. It'll stay out for a split second and then go away. You'll pull something out. It'll go away for a split. It, just, it doesn't matter what you pull out. Instrument, everything. It just goes chink, 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 chink. It comes out and goes back, comes out, goes back. And the only way I figured out how to fix that without, I, I don't know if dying fixes it, but what I did was I pulled up my, the radials still work. And if you do an emote, it will break whatever is broken. It'll fix whatever is broken, I guess is the better way, but it'll break that unable to pull anything out and you will then be able to resume eating food or, or whatever. But yeah, it just pulls something out and goes away immediately pull something out and it goes away. Like you have no way to interact with it. It, it re inventories, whatever you're trying to pull out. So that's a super annoying thing, but I only noticed it happening after a server merge. I did not notice it happening prior to a server merge. And on the two podcast, one boat uh, stream on Saturday, we did not server merge. So I did not get to experience that on, but on Monday we server merged multiple times. Um, and it did happen after the server merge. <clears throat> the other thing that I noticed after, again, after a server merge, didn't notice it any time before a merge, but after a server merge, there appears to be some sort of broken items or phantom. I call it phantom loot is what I was calling it, but it looks like a piece of loot, but it has a weird name. You walk up and look at it. It has no interaction or it has an interaction button, like picking up, but it'll have something like no name, underscore code, underscore parentheses, full parentheses, something like that. A very clear code. Um, and I think what we found was a rag and bone crate, um, sitting on a dock and it, it looked to me like it was acting like a storage crate. Um, it, it shimmered like loot, um, but you could not pick it up. So it looked like phantom loot. And again, didn't see this at all prior to a server merge. So they did do a lot of stability patch fixes with a lot of things. We're not going to go through all of it today. Um, you can always check out the most recent patch notes at sea of slash release dash notes. 
Um, you can check out all the things to see if anything you were interested in was fixed or adjusted. But it clearly says that they had some issues with the server merging system. They tried to make some changes to it. They fixed some stuff but broke some other stuff. So just keep your eye out for things going on uh, during server merges. So let's look at some of the highlights of this stability patch. The first thing I want to start with is the adjustment and the fixing of Legend of the Veil. So for a while now, Legend of the Veil um, has been broken in that they've had part of the module, one of the modules turned off, which I'm glad they have the module system now for that particular quest is because if something is broken, they can just disable a module and you can still continue to do the quest. They don't disable the entire quest line because something's broken. They can just pick one module, turn that module off, and you can do uh, Legend of the Veil quest with the other modules, which I think is a fantastic way of developing um, things for this game. Because as we know, the development of this game in general is not clean. It is not crisp. Um, it always has some sort of bug and some sort of issue. It's a common thing for live service games like Sea of Thieves. Um, but when you're able to package or make um, the, the the features you have in modules where you can turn off modules and then you can continue to do other things um, in the game and it will not um, impact that particular overarching item, I think is re a really good decision. So they were able to disable the sunken ship module of the Legend of the Veil because what was happening was people could cancel the voyage and all the loot from the uh, sunken ship would just float to the surface surface and there were these giant piles of loot people would stack veil voyages and cancel them stack cancel them stack cancel them and then find these massive server lag server crashing piles of loot clear exploit obviously people were getting uh, their accounts suspended and stuff like that while they were doing it um but they disabled that module in order to to fix it so shipwreck graveyards during legend of the veil voyage are once again enabled um, and starting and canceling the Legend of the Veil Voyage should uh, now should no longer uh, make the treasure float to the surface and it will be removed from the world. So um, that is definitely a good fix and allowing the Legend of the Veil to have the full module suite uh, this time. So that is that is very good. Um, another thing that I I feel that this is good, but I don't feel that they went far enough. The next thing that I called out as a really good change is players passing through the tunnels of the damned should no longer find their emote radial reset. This is good. This has been an ongoing um, thing that Sea of Thieves has had issues with where either you die or you go through the tunnels of the damned or you're going into the adventure or whatever, when you're zoning out of your normal play area, um, your pirate gets reset, basically. Emotes, equipment, everything. All cosmetics get reset. Now, it looks like they targeted specifically the emote radial here, uh, but in looking on Twitter, um, people were still concerned that bits of your pirate still may be reset um, while going through the tunnels of the damned. In the uh, patch itself, it did not say anything about addressing anything other than the um, the emote radio, which ten pages of emotes. If you're if you're someone who builds out a lot of emotes um, on your particular pirate, this is obviously something that's hugely welcoming to you because it does take a lot of time 
um, to reset those radials. But they did not address or they did not mention anything about the actual reset of the cosmetics of the pirate. Um, so I assume that is still going to be an issue out there. Uh, so just be aware of that. I have not experienced either of these two things. I'm happy that I haven't because that is one thing that annoys the absolute shit out of me um, is when my pirate gets reset. That that just bothers the piss out of me. Um, so there, that's another good change for people with the, with the big emote things. Um, but I hope that they uh, mention in there sometime that they've addressed the um, pirate reset as well. Uh, the next thing that I want to spend a little bit of time talking about is the rebalancing of the ferry uh, time across all crew sizes. Obviously, for most players, Xbox or PC, the biggest thing that we don't want is the black screen load time, which I've noticed and I've seen on Twitter um, and, and Reddit and things that people are complaining that the longer black screens are back. I have experienced now that we're well into season seven. We're well past that time where we had really short black screens. I think things are starting to get bound up in the code again. I think things are starting to, to, to seize up the cogs in the system, if you will. And we're seeing uh, slightly longer or extendedly long uh, black screens again, which is not good. The fast black screens were really nice. Now, with that being said, there's also another part to this, and that is how long you will actually stay on the ferry, which is what this deals with. This is not dealing with the extended black screen. This is dealing with how long from the time you're put on the ferry to the time the door opens, right? The respawn timer, if you will. So <clears throat> in a way, I like what they did here. They, they thought about a change they wanted to make. They wanted to balance the respawn timers of ships so that a ship that has a less of a crew has a better chance to defend than a ship um, that has a, a larger crew, right? But I think they did go a little far when they did it the first time, and I think in general most people thought they went a little far. It, it seemed like it was impossible to sink a sloop because of the respawn time. So I'm I'm glad they, they took a stab at it. They were obviously wrong with their, their adjustments the first time, but it was better than what it was originally. And now it's time that they have the data, they've got the feedback, now they can start working on tweaking it and rebalancing it. And this, I think, is their first attempt doing this. I'm sure it won't be their last. I'm sure there's going to be additional feedback and additional data, which will have them tweak this even more. Um, but following, they, they say, following the reductions to the Ferry of the Damned wait time in previous updates, these, time, these times have undergone further adjustment to provide a more balanced experience across all crews sizes solo sloopers solo crews will now have a 15 second hold time or a 15 second respawn where you're held on the ferry of the dam for 15 seconds a two pirate crew will have a 19 second a three pirate crew 23 second and a full galleon a four a full uh four pirate crew will have a quarter of a minute or a 20 five second um, hold time on the uh, ferry. Now we're going to see how that plays out um, over time. I, I, again, 
Solo slooping is, is supposed to be considered hard mode. It is supposed to be difficult. It is not supposed to be easy. People who are really good at solo slooping are, are uh, they're just masters of this game. They know how to handle the ship. They know how to sink other people. They know when it's time to repair versus board versus cannons. They know it. Um, and, and so having them... Um, giving them a chance by giving them a shorter respawn window or a shorter hold on the fairy of the damned was definitely something that was needed, right? Because though the masters of the solo sloop were great at what they did, when you're going one V four, you're going to die. There's a good chance, no matter how good you are at this game, there's going to be a time when you die. And if you're held on the ferry the same length as those four folks uh, on the galleon, uh, on a full galleon, you're at a at a you're on hard mode, and now they've just put it to to hard mode game plus plus plus. That's basically what they've done. They've made it impossible. So making the change to give you a shorter hold time on ferry was very good. It still is the hardest mode in the game, solo slooping, but they gave you a chance against some of these crews that you're outnumbered on. It, it, was it still hard? Yes. Was it impossible? No. Um, you know, so making these adjustments now, I think is good. So we've got solo uh, crew is 15 seconds two pirate 19. So just four seconds different there. Um, and then we have a three pirate four second increase again uh, to 23 seconds and the full four man guy in 25 seconds, which is a two second increase from the three. So we can see what they're kind of tweaking there, right there. They're trying to bring them in closer, but still giving a slight advantage to those crews who are automatically disadvantaged by their crew size. Now, what I will tell you is when you have a two pirate crew versus a two pirate crew and everyone's on the 19 seconds and it's, it's, it's baseline, it's flat. Everyone's equal. Um, you know, you, you do have to be better than the other person. You have to know what to do. You have to, you have to be able to make those decisions. You have to hit your shots, um, with the cannons, with the guns, whatever you're doing, you're going to have to do that because you're on an even keel with the other folks. But when you're dealing with a solo slooper versus a two pirate crew, you've got that four second advantage. So, Hopefully that will allow you to turn the battle or have a more equal experience. Um, now, with that being said, if you're a really good solo slooper and you put a hurting on a four uh, crew galleon, you get on board and you kill them. You have a really good shot of sinking them because 25 seconds, a quarter of a minute, that is a long time to be held on the ferry of the dam. It is not impossible to come back from because, again, a solo slooper is one person. They've got one cannon and they've got to maneuver the ship while shooting. Um, so, you know, they're not going to be putting a lot of holes in you um, before they go for that board, most likely. So you definitely still have a chance. You still have a couple respawns to try to retake your ship. Um, but again, if they're a better, uh, if they're a better player than you, 25 seconds is a long time, um, which I can understand with some of those bigger crews, uh, especially in open crew situations, which God, I, folks who do open crew, I have, I have so much respect for you. I can't do open crew. I just, I just can't do it. Uh, it just drives me insane. Um, but again, you're, you're still going to have to be on top of your game, but you're going to be able to get people back. My advice is if you're going against a good player or you're going against a good crew, try your hardest to not come back from the ferry one at a time. Don't walk through that door in a single file line because that makes it so much easier on the other side because 
your enemy who might be on your ship is only now having to deal with a 1v1 situation. They're looking for that respawn. They're they're trying to find where you're going to pop out. They're trying to find the best way to re-kill you. And if you're coming in one at a time, it's much easier for them to find you. It's much easier for them to get that one blunder off on you or, or blunder bomb you off your ship or whatever they may be doing to take care of that situation um, and, and to get you dead or gone out of the situation. And if you've got two people on the, the ferry, of the dam, go back through together, make one person hold back a little bit so you can go back in two. Two is better than one going through single file is, is really, is, is really just grounds for you to probably lose that battle when you're in a multiple ship crew. So that's Davram's PVP pro tip for the day. Try to group up um, before you go through on the ferry. If you've got friends alive back on your ship and you're the only one on the ferry, I understand walking through. That's fine. But if you've got a couple people who de- who are dead, get those releases off, come back through the door together as a team, and you'll be better off um, when, you're, when you're respawning two or three at a time than if you're just walking through one at a time and funneling yourself into that that blade or funneling yourself into the the wood chipper if you will um respawning with the black screens so there are other items um in this patch they've made some text changes some audio video uh, video changes um especially if you like the ah coffee emote they have uh, they have fixed that for all body sizes please see if these fix belts for fat pirates um jesus they really need to go back through and do a revamp of their cosmetics for larger pirates. If you're a skinny pirate, belts look great on you. If you start to be one of the swole pirates or one of the fat pirates like mine, yeah, oh my God, it looks like you got a two by four wrapped around you. So I hope at some point they do go back and revamp the um, the body size and the cosmetics and how they look like they did with the Aw Coffee remote here. Um, they made some adjustments to the environment. One of the things that just kind of stood out to me as a what the hell, why did you spend time doing this? It goes back to the comfy mattress. All right. Everyone knows if you go back in time and watch the comfy mattress episode, you will understand how I feel about the stupid mattress on a sloop. It's dumb. It's stupid. It shouldn't have used development time to do that. There's one of the points, bullet points in these patch notes that makes no sense to me makes zero sense to me. You are doing all these fantastic updates and changes to fix shit. And then you add something in here like that. Mind you, since season seven has came to Sea of thieves, harpoons have not worked. Harpoons are still broken and we're multi we're months now into season seven. And yet in the environment section of this update, I read this and I quote, More seats have been added to the tavern at New Golden Sands Outpost to offer players more choices. You have hit reg issues, you have bucket reg issues, you have items that are broken when you merge servers, you have phantom loot out there, you've got... Server performance issues, extended black screens again, and you're spending time to add more seats in the tavern so players have more choices? Who in God's name cares? 
Like, like seriously, this is like when they added stools, right? I understand. And people troll me now all the time on my cruise. They're like, oh, look, I found a stool. Let's try to find it, hide it on the ship. So Davram can't find it. We'll just have the stool as a pet. I'll find it. Don't you worry. And I'll drop that bitch right into the sea because that's where stools belong. Adding more seats in Golden Sands Outpost to provide more players choices for what? Seriously, for what? Who is sitting in a tavern all day? Like, who logs into the game and like, I'm just going to sit in the tavern. I'm just going to sit here. Boy, boy, this wooden bench gives my bum bum splinters. It hurts. I wish there was a stool in here. I wish I had more options and choices in order to sit my butt in the tavern instead of going out playing the game. Who's like, I get it. Some people do the role play thing and I understand that. But if, if you, if you honestly think that a tavern doesn't have enough seats for you and that this was a critical thing to add to a patch, to add more seating choices in an outpost tavern while your guns and your swords are still broken and your buckets are broken and your harp critical game pieces are broken and you're spending time adding more seats to a tavern. I don't understand. The rest of the stuff in the environment makes sense. Not getting stuck. That makes sense. You can't get stuck in a tree. That's good. You can't get stuck walking around a palm tree. That's good. You can't get stuck in a rock. That's good. We don't need more seats in a tavern to give players choices of where to park their asses. We need we need less seats in a tavern so players log in and go to their ship and actually play the damn game. Not log in and be like, ooh, do I want... The wooden bench, the wooden stool, the stool with the white cushion, the stool with the black cushion. Ooh, the stool with the frilly cushion in the backrest. Like, what the hell? What in the hell are they thinking to spend development time to add more seats in Golden Sand, New Golden Sands Outpost for player choices. What? Please, I would like to know how much player feedback has came in saying, please, Rare, we would like more seating options in New Golden Sands Outpost versus players saying, when I shoot something, it doesn't take damage. When I eat something, I don't heal. When I bucket water, the water doesn't actually leave the bucket. How I would like to know the percentage of player feedback bitching about not enough seat options in New Golden Sands Tavern. Because if that is one of your highest percentages, I don't even know what I don't even know what life is anymore. And to quote Futurama, I don't want to live on this planet anymore. If we have players more concerned about seat options than hit registration. Bucket registration and harpoons not working. Why do we spend time with that, with seats, and not fixing the critical issues of the game? Yes, there are different teams that handle environment versus physics and stuff like that. I get it. Send the environment dude 
to work on the next adventure. Send the environment dude to do something else that is more critical to the game than putting more seats in a tavern. That is such a waste of resources. God, who signs off on this shit? I don't even know what to do anymore when I see this crap. They had a beautiful patch here. A lot of things fixed. Yes, they introduced some new bugs, clearly. But they had so many good fixes in this. And then they had to slide in something so incredibly stupid, insignificant, and not important at all to the overall experience of the game. I just, I just can't. I, I don't even know. Makes me sad. Not really. Doesn't make me sad. It makes me angry. <laughs> but guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Again, if you would like to read the entire readout of this uh, uh, stability patch, including the stupid point about adding more chair choices in golden sands you can always go over to seaofthieves.com slash release dash notes and check out patch 2.6.2 and all the great stability changes that rare did actually make um to the game in this patch um the next episode that we'll be doing episode 86 will be talking about herald of fire because that is on its way and i'm so incredibly excited about there guys get out there get on your ship fire some cannons draw your sword have a great time i'm going to the ohio renaissance festival and i'm going to take lots of pictures and video so please follow me on the social media davram tv on all of that shit come join us on the discord i know a lot of people have been coming over to the discord come say hello you'll see pictures of the renaissance festival there i will be all dressed up it'll be fancy i haven't decided if i'm going to wear my hogwarts wizard professor outfit or my leather knight slash pirate outfit not quite sure yet but either way it's going to be fun and i'm going to be drinking a lot of grog because that's how we do yeah take care of yourselves guys and each other and i will talk to you next week on pirate talk radio <laughs>